Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Hey guys, welcome. Today on the podcast, we've got Mark Davenport with us. Really excited to dive in, talk about his real estate investing journey. He is the founder, I guess co-founder, I should say, LaVere Properties. They're uh, an investment firm and have done a lot of turnaround projects and, and done great things for their investors. So we're going to dive in and talk about uh, the journey there without further ado. Mark, welcome. How are you? Good. Thanks, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, th- absolutely. My pleasure. Doing, doing great here. Um, excited to, to dig in. You know, we're talking a little bit before about some of the projects you guys have done and, and the progression, right? I mean, this is kind of the, the natural progression here going through starting getting into real estate and then really kind of scaling up. So I want to dig in and learn about that. But first, a little bit uh, about your background, you know, where are you based and what did you do before real estate and what what led you to this uh, this whole world here? Yeah, so we're based now in uh, in Kansas City. But um, for me, I grew up in grew up in England uh, on Brighton on the in Brighton on the South Coast. And um, my first kind of career or, or profession was, uh, I was a musician. I still Excellent. am a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was um, I loved it. I mean, I, I started working as a musician because it was a passion and I, I guess I was, I was good at it too. So, you know, I would play in bands and, and teach mostly teaching, but also playing in, in different bands. And so uh, moved out to the States, uh, married uh, my partner, Phoebe, um, and um, did the kind of musician thing for many years transitioned into real estate really off the back of uh kind of taking stock of of um kind of life questions we we had a couple of kids a couple of young kids coming along um and it just became clear that you know what uh this trading time for money like a direct correlation where you get you get paid per hour it was like ah no i think we want to reorient our lives a little and, and try and get into something that builds passive income uh, you know, builds wealth better. So yeah, that's how I started. I love it. I love it. Um, was there a, so as a musician, there's like this certain level of passion and freedom, right? That you have because you're, you're definitely working strange hours, but they're kind of your hours, right? It's not punching in, punching a clock and and then there's this freedom and this passion element to it. Do you think some of that was like, because I, I was kind of in the same boat. I played in bands and I, and I loved kind of, it was kind of like a not being an entrepreneur on a kind of smaller scale. And I feel like I was I'm trying to recapture that feeling through investing. Like, ah, I, w- I want my own schedule. I want to I do what I want to do. I want to have some creativity to these projects. Was, was there any, any of that uh, for you as you kind of pursued the real estate avenue? I think so. Um, yeah. I mean, we never, it was never an option to uh, settle down into like a W2 situation. Um, and I mean, I was self-employed as a musician. I wasn't, I mean, you, you could have a different employment situation as a musician where you, you weren't self-employed and, and doing that whole thing. So I think, I think I kind of probably knew that I wanted that type of freedom uh, really from a young age or right. that was in me and that expressed itself initially through musicianship and how I would do that. But when we went, when we transitioned over to real estate, there was never any question that we would lose or I would lose 
that component of freedom. I think in it, in it, if it was anything, it would be more that I wanted to build more. Like, okay, so yeah. I was free. I was, you know, I could work with this band or that band. I could teach this person or this person based on, you know, ultimately my preferences. But that could be that could be expanded. I can expand that. So now, well, it's this building or that building, uh, you know, and, and those are much bigger. I mean, certainly the the impact of that decision on 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 our financial health is a lot more significant. I mean, it's a bigger impact into the world as well, because, hey, if we renovate a 12-story tower, well, that changes the town. Yeah. Um, whereas if I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I, I think it's really important to, to, to be significant on a small level in the sense of detail, but yep. I don't think doing big things means you miss detail. I just think it means you get more details. Yes, that's right. That's right. I love it. Uh, so you mentioned the twelve-story building, but what was the first project you guys did, and what was the what was the process? What was going through your head um, on that first project, and what was it? So the first project was the single-family house that was our first real estate purchase, and at that yeah. point, it was just oh, you know, there's this program to get in with three and a half percent down to buy a house, and we'd rented for a couple of years. It was just like oh, well, this seems like a decent life move. We're kind sure. of, Phoebe and I are pretty adventurous. So it's like, well, let's just stop paying rent. Let's pay a mortgage. And then we get to pay down a mortgage. And yay. So, um, I mean, but we ended up renovating that house. I mean, it was a house that needed a lot of work. So we, we renovated it. And at the time, we, we did that. We did most of it ourselves or a really significant amount of it ourselves. So I think that kind of opened up the renovation side of things uh, was with that initial single family. Got it. Yeah. So doing, yeah, doing it yourself, that, that is, uh, that's a tremendous amount of work. Was it literally just you two guys or was it like, Hey, we'll bring in a handyman here or there, or did you guys do all of it? No, we bought, I mean, we will get stuck in to do things, you know, that we, that are reasonable for us to try. Yeah. Based on our experience level. But then yep. of course, like at that point, we would, we had a plumber help us with plumbing. We had an electrician help us with electric. But I mean, because I was a musician also, it was kind of like I had these hours and these, uh, you know, some freedom in my schedule. So when sure. the carpenter came around to frame out the new bathroom, I was watching. I mean, I wasn't yeah. teaching until three o'clock. He was done at three o'clock. So right. it kind of, we had people come in and either they did the work for us or we helped them or we just kind of learn through watching and just being kind of engaged in the process. Um, so we did some ourselves and then others, others would help. Got it. Got it. And so that project, you know, you got through it, probably learned a ton. What was the impetus for, because you guys didn't just go continue to do houses, right? You're talking about these much bigger buildings, much bigger projects you know, help, help connect the dots there in terms of getting that first project done and it going well enough, apparently to do more. Um, what was the impetus to start getting into some of the bigger projects? Yeah. I mean, it's taken a couple, it's taken five years, I would say yep. since we sold that single family and we sold the single family based off kind of an epiphany of, of life and like, Oh, we want to get into more investment, passive income, wealth building, Yep. excitement of development all of that was in there for selling the single family and we we bought a um foreclosed duplex that was was beat to hell um so and then you know we renovated that in largely a similar fashion where we would have you know where you needed the contracted the um licensed tradesman for let plumbing electrical we'd have that 
subbed out to guys, but we would do a lot of everything else. And that's how we made money also is because we got paid on the back end by selling the property or got paid by the fact we can now have an apartment living, a tenant living in the apartment. So we did a duplex. Um, the value of that duplex went up as a result of our activity. We were living in it, renting upstairs. Uh, we were living in it with our, our young kids and um, pulled a HELOC off the, back of, off the back of that and did a, a four unit in a, in a neighboring town. Um, and then uh, ends up selling both of those, uh, invested in um, two six units, a three unit and a two unit. Did a similar type of thing where uh, we renovated, did value adds throughout. At that point, we were doing work, but we were also working a lot more with other contractors because of the scale, just the number of apartments. Um, and then, uh, you know, once those were kind of settled and, and cash flowing and the values had increased, we sold those off um, and uh, purchased 12 story tower and a six story um, tower as well. And have another probably that we're closing on um, next week. So I guess it's been kind of in phases. That was never the plan. It just kind of worked out that way. But now I look back on it, it's like, oh, I can see like we did the small portfolio, then a slightly bigger one. And now we're, we're here. Yeah, looking back, it's all clear and looks probably easy at the time. I'm sure it wasn't. You said tower. So is, is this an apartment building? Is it, is it office? Is it mixed use? Very curious about that. And what market is that in? Yes, it's all of the above. It's 63 apartments, um, cool. a bunch of commercial space, a restaurant, a ballroom, event space, retail. It's about 100,000 100, square feet. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's in a, a city called Hutchinson in, in Kansas, which is just outside of Wichita, central, central Kansas, central Kansas. Yeah. Um, how, how did you find it? How'd you finance it? What, what, you know, that's a big jump, right? Everybody can wrap their head around. I'm going to put in some sweat equity on this house, fix it up. It's worth more, but, uh, how'd you finance a, you know, mixed use deal like that? Were there investors, you know, because that's a, that's a big project, right? What did, what did it look like finding it and buying it? And how did you, you put the money together for something like that? Yeah. So once we developed the New Hampshire portfolio, the six units and the three and the two, we real well, after a while, we realized, you know what, there's more for us in terms of development. We like the idea of scaling up again. So we, you know, put, put them on the market one after the other. 1031, the, 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 the proceeds or lots of the proceeds. And then we were looking for, you know, you, you start the clock on, on the timing to, sure. to get these other properties. Um, so I was, I mean, at that point, we were living in Kansas City and um, I was just looking in the Midwest for something that represented the type of scale. I mean, it could have been like 30 units or 25. I mean, I'm looking at that and thinking that represents serious growth. But we wanted something that was definitely a step up. And it, these properties were just on the MLS in, in Hutchinson. And wow. yep. uh, the first time I saw them, it was like, oh, my goodness, how, how is this even possible that someone's selling a 12-story tower for this type of value? Right. So I mean, the way, essentially, the way we financed it was we sold our New Hampshire stuff. That gave us our 20%. Um, and then it was a case of working, finding a local bank and going through all the underwriting. And, of course, this was during COVID, so... Yeah. It was just about just about a year ago that we we just saw the properties and were trying to figure out how on earth to get our hands around them, but um, yeah, yeah. During COVID, uh, yes, yeah, I mean 
a lot of fun for everybody. We bought and sold some stuff through it and definitely some extra hurdles, but yeah, people still want to do deals, right? That seller wanted to sell, you wanted to buy it. The bank, they're scared, but they still want to lend money, right? I mean, you got to find a way through it. Totally. And I've, I've heard that a lot about situations. You know, I've heard people saying, oh, banks, you know, they're now wanting 30, 35%. You know, maybe some banks are. We, we, yeah. we, we did some relationship building in Hutchinson and, and found a bank that had, I guess, shared our passion for the project. And we got in with, got in with 20%. So Love it. I guess there's all kinds of situations out there that people are discovering. But for us, it was COVID was really, we, we made massive moves forward during COVID. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I've heard that a lot from from a lot of folks. You know, you just you, you press on. You know, it's just once you kind of get in the game, it's just you, you're not here to sit on the sidelines. And because there's always going to be headwinds. It's it's COVID this year. It's you know, in Texas, we just had a big a big freeze and messed a bunch of stuff up. There's always going to be headwinds, right? And then there's always going to be some kind of a tailwind, and you just kind of roll with it and keep. Uh, keep doing the deal. What did you guys do to that property? Like, um, I'm very fascinated by that. Is that, you know, the, the mixed use uh, thing, we have one project in that vein, but most of our stuff is pretty boring, multifamily, two-story garden style apartment stuff. Um, what was the, the renovation plan on this project? You know, what it looked like when you, when you bought it and what have, what have you guys done to it since, since then? Yeah. So it was interesting in that, um, the the apartments i think about 40 of the 63 were rented so the property was cash flowing to, to a point and then lots of the vacant apartments were you know in reasonable condition right so uh, the current owner just it wasn't important for them to uh have high occupancy so they didn't really do it <laughs> i guess is yeah. what it comes down to so for us we've um you know, made some kind of select upgrades in those apartments and making select upgrades, you know, new flooring, fresh paint, uh, getting caught up on delayed maintenance throughout the building. So that's the thing with the apartments. Nothing spectacular, but kind of giving it a new lease of life. Right. Um, with, the, with the commercial spaces, it's kind of a similar situation in a way. They were all vacant. Uh, so that's not similar, but there were some of them that were good to go, like the restaurant. It's got a full commercial kitchen, but it's, it's good to go. There's, it doesn't require renovation. And there's a ballroom, again, which is good to go. But the seller didn't. It just They weren't at a point in their career where they, they were going to do it. So we knew off the bat, having purchased this building, that a lot of our work was just going to be letting people know in the community and getting out there and just letting people know, hey, these spaces, new ownership, we're open for business. We're flexible with, with leasing options. Sure. The downtown in, in Hutchinson is... I guess like many smaller cities in the US, there's the urban sprawl. So everyone's gone out and, and there's not a lot happening downtown. Actually, there is a fair amount happening downtown, but you have a lot of older buildings where, you know, there seems to be vacancies and things like that. So it's kind of, um, that's kind of been how it's been working for us. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, what, on this journey that you guys have been on, has, has there been a network or a mentor or a group that you're plugged into, or has it been you guys just kind of learning and, and, you know, being the partnership and, and learning as you go, how have you, how have you treated that? Yeah. Uh, I would say the latter. I mean, we kind mm -hmm. of, we just kind of got going really. And yeah. I'm more, we're more networked now. Sure. Of, I guess where our business has come to, but initially it was just like, Oh, there's this opportunity. Sure. 
we'll do it. It wasn't like we studied real estate and like, I mean, I read a rich dad, poor dad, like when we had just got into, when we had our New Hampshire kind of 18 unit portfolio with the sixes and threes. And that's when I read rich dad, poor dad. And I'm like, Oh, I guess we're doing this. And also this is kind of cool. We'll kind of take some things from here and, and change our process a little bit, but we, we basically just go uh, along with our passions and, and keep on moving. But there hasn't really been uh, in terms of our development, any particular group or person that has really kind of been key for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going out and doing it. I mean, real estate at its core is relatively straightforward. You figure out the financing and what you can get in rent or, or sales price, but, uh, and there's no, there's no substitute for experience in just doing it. Right. I kind of tell people that you, you want to get educated, but um, some people stay there. <laughs> they just keep getting educated. You got to pull the trigger on something. That's oh, totally. And I, I find that now, like I talk with people and the words they say, I'm like, oh man, you, you know a lot more about this than I do. And then, you know, in the context of the relationship, it comes up what they, what they own or what they, you know, their actual experience level. And, you know, there's a lot of head knowledge, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. and I guess it's easy to just talk around ideas and stuff where I guess we maybe not so much that way. We, we kind of get going with stuff. Yeah, I love it. Well, there's, you know, there's no substitute for, for action and experience. And at some point, if you keep doing it, you look back and go, oh, we have like years of experience now. Uh, and you just keep, you keep doing it and keep, keep scaling it. What are you guys, uh, you mentioned a new project. Is it, is it another tower mixed use? What's, what's the current thing on your plate that you guys are, are working on? Yeah. So it's a, um, it's a, another historic building. It's a four-story building. Uh, and, uh, it's kind of a complete uh, renovation, uh, boutique, a boutique hotel, positioning it for like uh, Airbnb and that type of market. So it will, I think we close on it uh, the beginning of March next, next week. Yeah, outstanding. So the same market as, as some of your other stuff? Mm -hmm. Yep, same market. We're, we've, I've realized that we're, we occupy some significant real estate in the downtown of, of that city of Hutchinson, Kansas. Yeah. And there's so much opportunity there, but there's also so much challenge. But really, it's a, it's a question of the whole economy for that area it needs to, or it would be great if it could do this and the whole thing could sure. go up. So I guess we're kind of buying in more and we kind of saw, saw an opportunity to do the, do the hotel thing, do the boutique hotel thing and some local opportunity that, that ties in well with the people of the city. They seem like there's a real desire to have that type of, uh, project be there so yeah yeah that's always good when the when the city's bought in you mentioned historic have there been some additional hurdles I know certainly we've had that over the years with historic buildings and working with the city and the historic uh, design review things like that has that been a big hurdle or, or it's just kind of been part of the project that is a great question you'll have to ask me that in six months time <laughs> yeah I hope it's I hope it's just part of the project <laughs> well, I think my fingers crossed, and not so much fingers crossed, because I think we have decisions to make about how this project goes that will determine a lot of the outcome. But sure, um, we know it's a significant thing. We'll go for historic tax credits on the state and federal level. So uh, we're aware that we've got to get people in positions to, to work the different angles of the project. So yeah. we're aware that, that that needs to happen. So hopefully there won't be too much in the way of, oh, oh, we should have done this like four months ago and now we don't qualify. I mean, there's gonna be some of that, but- For sure. 
Always. You've got yeah. to get people in positions so that, you know, it's minor, just a little thing instead of like this massive, like, oh my goodness, forgot completely about this. Yeah, right. Right. Well, it'll be it's always a, it's always an adventure. That's for sure. And that's part of the appeal. Look, you're doing you're doing big deals. You're doing kind of what I would call non-standard deals. Right. Um, and that's it's very exciting, you know, and, it, and, and I like what you said earlier, Mark, about changing the you're changing the city. You know, I mean, you can really with these some of these larger scale projects and run down buildings or mismanaged things. Um, you're kind of helping everybody in the vicinity uh along the way providing jobs you know getting rid of blight all this stuff this is this is great this is this is you know a big benefit of of doing what you do um so that's that's definitely exciting are you guys operating kind of as as just yourselves as operators are you bringing investors into these projects how do you treat kind of that piece of it as you as you continue to grow yeah so i mean the investor side of it uh it's all kind of through relationships, of course, and it's people sure. who we've met or know our business, uh, family members, friends. Um, and it, it kind of, any investment kind of principle that comes our way, it gets folded into our business and it might help with this project or it might help with this project. So, I mean, ultimately, I think we, we kind of got going with our personal resources and right. those grow, of course, because of yep. you know, as things go well. But we, we got into the, the idea of working with investors because we realized our business was growing so fast that one, people start to take a, to pay attention. Right. It attracts attention. And two, the results of this, we can easily pay what is a really attractive rate of return. Right. I was, I was looking at the numbers uh, last week. It's like our, our business has grown year on year, like 75%. So it's no problem for me to say, right. yeah, I'll give you 10%. And investors super typically super happy with that to have that That's type right. of return on a passive investment is, is, is good. It's very good. Um, and certainly we can deliver that based on, you know, how our business typically performs. So it's, that's been a developing situation too, like everything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's, um, you guys obviously are doing a lot of work, but it is, it is pretty refreshing for a passive investor to get to be part of these exciting projects and see the updates and do nothing. Right. That's very compelling for a lot of people that, um, if you're looking at your alternatives for some investment capital, um, real estate looks pretty good. You know, it's fun. It's relationship based. It's a good double digit return. Uh, what's, you know, what's not to love for at least a part of somebody's investable capital. And that's, that's a, that's a nice, uh, a nice other benefit here to kind of take some people along on the ride with you. Right. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Yeah. I love it. Well, if um, somebody wants to reach out and connect with you kind of follow the journey on some of these projects, what's a good avenue for them to do that, Mark? Yeah. So our, uh, our website is leverproperties.com, L-E-V-A-R-E properties.com and then my email is mark at leverproperties.com so they can just reach out to me yeah perfect we'll put that in the show notes of the podcast here so you can just go in and click there and uh i'm looking forward to following along on some of these projects so i wish you the best of luck and um look forward to to watching some of these things uh come to life here uh mark thanks so much for joining really appreciate it thanks for having me great to meet you all right take care Thank you for listening to the DJE podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.